to Get Animated, the anime watch-along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed summer yukata, Heather Ann Campbell. I'm self-proclaimed yet another new swimsuit, Nick Weiger. And I'm self-proclaimed classified information, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the premier anime podcast where we're talking about mid-2000s mega-hit, The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. We are covering today episodes... 15 and 16. That's right. Which is also known as uh, the fifth and sixth new episodes in season two. And also known as Endless Eight and Endless Eight. All these episodes are just entitled Endless Eight, although in Crunchyroll they list them as Endless Eight, Four, and Five. It's been a journey. To it get- sure has to get to this endless eight, four and endless eight, five. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that we have a lot to talk about. But before we do, we like to check in with each other and just see how things are going. Maybe in a little segment called what are, what are, what are we weaving? What How's we've it go? been, what we've been weaving. What, what, what we've been weaving. That's my fucking job. Hi, it's me, Ash Ketchum. Thank you, I'm Ash. from, I'm from Pokemon, and I'm a Pokemon master. And right now I'm going to master this segment by asking you, Nick Weiger. I choose you. What have you been weaving? I'm so glad I get to go first because I saw my favorite movie of 2023 so far. Holy shit. And I honestly think it's my favorite basketball movie I've ever seen next to Hoop Dreams, which is probably my all-time top 10. The first slam dunk. This is the not quite reboot. I don't think it's a reboot. It's 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 a, it's it's an interesting sort of hybrid of the the it's it's bringing back a classic anime. Uh, the the slam dunk, which was hugely popular in Japan, from what I've read, the manga is huge is beloved in Japan. Uh, but it's one of those series that really didn't expand outside of its home territory. It certainly doesn't have the cachet in the West uh, that uh, some other series do. But I like like from what I read, like it was in in terms of when 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 fans were like ranking or based off of sales in terms of top three manga ever, it was number one was One Piece, number two is Demon Slayer, number three is Slam Dunk. Wow. So it's a huge property, and wow. it is credited with uh, popularizing basketball in Japan. Uh, if you watch the anime as I, as I did earlier, and I talked about some on Get Animated, the a lot, a lot of the early episodes of the anime are just teaching the rules of basketball dramatically. Uh, so it's like it's clearly intended for an audience that's a little bit less familiar with the game and fundamental rules like dribbling and you know, uh, and and uh, and offensive fouls and so on. Anyway, the ser- the the movie is much more dramatic than the series, which is kind of goofy. Uh, it is t- written and directed by the creator Takahiko Inui, and it is. It also like aesthetically is a lot more like. There's an art book uh, for Slam Dunk where everything looks a little bit looks more like painted as opposed to, uh, mm. you know, the, the the more 
the 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 more traditional like 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 comic book line line work of the of the manga and of the anime uh, and so it's it's absolutely gorgeous the backgrounds all like have this like I, I want to say they look watercolor. I don't have the eye for art to, to know exactly what technique was used, but they kind of like they, there's the, there's this gorgeous sort of pastoral landscape behind everything. Uh, and then these these two elements coexist, which is like it's 3D played played as 2D uh, that uses motion capture for the actual basketball, which looks fantastic. And then all of the dramatic scenes that take place off of the court are uh, more traditional 2D. Uh, it is. Just so well done. Just every aspect is just absolutely hitting. The 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 script is great. The way it's structured is so unique. And I don't think I've seen this in a sports movie before where it's all centered around one game. And it's what what we what, the way we see all the drama that plays out is by jumping between all the different characters as the game is going on and seeing flashbacks of their past. And it's largely centered around uh the point the team's point guard who Again, just just speaking in t- to terms of like it's like a it's not quite a reboot. It's like kind of like a final installment of the of the anime, which I haven't seen all of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also like kind of like it changes the aesthetic. It changes the character design. There are different voice actors for the characters, uh, and the tone is a little bit again a little bit more dr- more dramatic than comedic. Not that it's not comedic at all, uh, but it, it but also it centers a different character. The whole series is about this character uh, Sakuragi, who is like a big presence in the movie, but he's not the protagonist. And if you're watching it without knowledge of the series, you wouldn't probably clock it uh, that that the the show is all about him. You know what? It's kind of like I'm kind of rambling here. I I, I did really love it. If you are going to if if it if it's still in theaters in your region and you're anime curious slash you know. Uh, just looking for a cool sports movie to see. I, I would definitely recommend it. It's it was really fun to see in a theater. It's also like again just such a good looking movie um, that I think the theatrical presentation is great. It's got great sound design. It's got an awesome soundtrack. Uh, a lot of rock and then a lot of other uh, you know uh, more traditional scoring. But and the basketball action is great. Uh, but but you know you want to kind of compare it to tonally is like. If they because this the the anime and the manga was all like started in like 1990 and like I think ended by like 1996. So it's it's been a long time since this has been like a a you know an active IP. It's kind of like if they made a Seinfeld movie now, uh-huh. uh, but the main character was Newman, and it was like heartbreaking. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my god, Newman's Newman's been through a lot. Like I understand why Newman is the way he is, you know. And like Kramer was still there and stuff, and it, and 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 George and Jerry and Elaine and and everyone was like kind of playing off of each other. But like this character that was a supporting character is now the focus of this thing, and the tone is completely different. And it also is like, you know, like looks like it was like directed by like Paul Thomas Anderson. It's just like this gorgeous wow. like cinematic wow. work. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I found it just a fascinating uh, piece of cinema just like as a, as a project, uh, but also it's just like a great movie. It just fucking rocks. And Takehiko Inui, who, who did the, who's the mangaka, it's like his first movie. Like he didn't direct the other Slam Dunk mo- uh, movies. He didn't direct the, the series, but he just kind of like was like, you know what? I think I'm, pro- I'm probably, and think was encouraged by some other people. Like I'm the person w- with the right voice, the right perspective to oversee this. Uh, absolutely. 
uh, to use a different sports metaphor, knocked it out of the park. I, I think the first slam dunk is itself a slam dunk. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm seeing it tonight. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt, I'm cur- I'm be fascinated to hear your thoughts. I, I absolutely sold, loved it. Man. I hope I your expectations too. I want to see it. I want to see it. I think it's fucking great. I I saw that it was playing at my local cinema, uh, and I because of this show and because of, uh, not only because of having to need something to talk about for what I'm weeping. Anytime there's an anime movie in theaters, yeah, I feel like I have to go. Like I just like I have to go see what it is, even if I'm 100%. not familiar with the the IP or whatever or anything anime weeb adjacent. Like when I saw Shin Kamen Rider, which is now on Amazon Prime. Uh, oh, I if, gotta see it if you're interested oh, in watching man. that. Uh, I gotta watch it too. I, I, I'll say real quick that like I saw it with Natalie. Natalie has never was not familiar with the series, and she also like really liked it, really enjoyed it. And Hell yeah! So you don't you don't have to have any knowledge of this the the show going in. It's it's made. The, the title apparently is both meant to be like, hey, this is the – or meant to partly be like this is an entry point for people who are not uh, familiar with Slam Dunk. There's probably a lot of uh, a lot of the younger crowd. One one like the – I think the uh, the equivalent of the animation Oscar in Japan um, is like one of the highest grossing anime of all time in Japan. So it, it was really well received over there. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, oh, what, one, one other thing. This is a thing that I really like. It's a thing from the series. They use real brands in it, and uh, which is always like yes. you watch so much media and it doesn't have brands in it because of ad sales or whatever. Here it's like they're wearing Nike shoes. Uh, they got they you know they got ASIC shoes. Like it's like real like like uh, the, you can clock the brands. There's one guy who wears Converse, which is like a pointed choice. Like you like you can clock the real stuff that people wear, and it makes it feel that much more authentic. That's awesome. Yeah, because like. I I would imagine then there's like just like a lot of crossover with those brands with the anime like in general like I'm I mean, maybe they have slam dunk Nike shoes or something in Japan was, or something I was Who knows? trying to find them yeah They're, a lot of them they they just wear like existing Jordans that uh, sell for like six hundred bucks so but hey but still pretty cool I I can't wait to go see it yeah, um, I love it in um, let me know what you think I think it's Code Geese or Code Geass when they eat Geass right. Because they eat Pizza Hut in that show, and it mm. makes it look like the greatest pizza I've ever seen. That rocks. Yeah. I love I it do, when a real brand shows up. Anytime they can animate pizza and it looks delicious, I, I like. I mean, everybody points to the Ninja Turtles pizza, always looking sure. so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I love to see that. It always looks... I always want to slice when I see some good-looking pizza. Um, why don't... I, I can go next. You know what? You know what? How about how about I just show you a screen cap of the pizza? Oh sure. Because I believe one of the no, I don't know how to share a fucking screen here. Share a screen. Yeah. I want I want you guys to be able to oh I can't I can't share because you because we're using this professional zoom. Um fucking professional but, zoom. But if you if you were to search on your own Google, code Gies, Gies, code Gies, Pizza Hut, you get some shots of one of the main characters eating their hot dog pizza, which had like the hot dog in the crust. Um, you get like a a bunch of of beautiful shots of of very specific Japanese Pizza Hut pizzas. 
Mm. I'm looking at it now. This looks this looks toothsome. I would also say that a lot of it is centered on uh, one um, uh, green haired uh, young woman eating this pizza, and it seems very uh, fetishized. Oh no! Which is probably, I'm sure, its own thing. Just like, oh yeah, this this sexy woman uh, pizza. I'll have to look into it to show. see if Nick's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nick, for giving me homework. That sucks. <laughs> Should I should I talk about what I've been weeping? Sure. Please. Or uh, Matt, did you have more that you wanted to say? Oh, well, I I mean, I have I've weeped a, a thing separately than oh. about to going to see this movie. But well, uh well, share that weeb. Okay, well, first of all, my Evangelion phone case came and it's freaking oh, gorgeous. That looks really it cool. Is it is gorgeous. Oh my god. It's really nice. What? Uh, it's it was so a, pretty. It, it's a sco- it's a scotch bulkier than uh the case that I did have on my phone before. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. uh those are thick boys, those case caseify, casevitify, casetify, yeah. Uh but it's it's really nice. <laughs> uh I really love it. Um it sort of did make me wish I got more of the stuff because I was like, I should just have all the stuff. But uh that I'm fine with that. That looks really good. Um and it feels safe around my phone. A nice little AT field around my phone. Um but the thing that I've been weaving is also Evangelion uh, related. I cracked open the first volume of the manga. Ooh, oh, yeah. I was reading that nice. earlier. And I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. It's the, So far, it's the same. Of course. The early goings of any sort of thing that's not the show, I learned from watching the rebuilds, are going to be the same. I'm waiting for it to... I don't know if it's going to have a full turn like uh, the rebuilds did, or if it's going to have a slightly different uh, thing going going on. But I got to say, I love. Obviously, the art is on point, uh, and just re- getting back in that in that world, getting meet, seeing my old friends. I I love it. I just love. I just I just I love it. I there's just such. I mean, maybe it's because it's my first one. Right, it's my first, my first love, but it's, every it, it's yeah. the best one. <laughs> yeah, I just I was trying to sell somebody on it over the weekend, and uh, I think I got them to commit to try to watch one. And I was like, well, here's the thing: if you watch one, watch three. Like, just keep going, and then see you know if it rubs you wrong at all. It won't. Um, but I, yeah, I. I think about it a lot. Like, I think about um, some of the things we talked about, some of the stuff that I, like, that was really, uh, like, stuck in my craw, not in, like, a bad way, but, like, just, like, as an idea to, like, some of the stuff presented in the show. And I, uh, like any good show, where it stays with you and you sort of think about it for a long time. I, I feel like I'm coming up on it's time to rewatch it. At some Ooh, point, yeah, boy. I think, but um, that'll that'll come sooner than later, I, I'm sure. But uh, that's it for me. Just reading the Evangelion manga uh, and loving my new phone case. And hopefully, I'm going to be leaving it out on my desk at work, and maybe I'll get some compliments. Uh, my my YouTube algorithm fed me a video called that I watched some of called Hideaki Ano talks on the phone to prostitutes. Have you ever seen this? No. 
it's just like a it's like a like he's got like a camcorder on his desk rolling on him while he just like basically has phone sex with women um but it's like none of it's explicit it's just them like he's just talking to like sex workers and just like saying like i'm lonely and like i'm like <laughs> i don't let you know my work I, I commit myself fully to my work and you know it's just he just seems really it's and it's super late at, it seems late at night and he's like got like a beer so it's like um it's like it's just one of those like uh, okay i get the layers of this dude he also seems friendly. Like he's not being a dick. He just like seems like he's lonely and depressed. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why this footage exists. I don't know why it's been uploaded, but <laughs> it's out there. That's yeah, I, uh, wild. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What a what an interesting man. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I uh, salute you on your potential. Uh, rewatching of Evangelion. It is the show that gives more and more the more times you watch it. Uh, I, I will probably never watch three bu- builds again. Um, that's that's. I think that's fine. I think you I saw him. You saw you see him twice man. at least. Yeah. I can't believe it. Some days I wake up and I think about how philosophically inconsistent it is for me to be like, I don't like this. But also be like, the people who don't like Last Jedi are wrong. Like, it's... Every, maybe, anyway. Maybe you know. just need some distance from it. Like, not that I, your yeah. opinion will change on it or whatever, because, like, it didn't change from the first time you watched it to the second time. But, like, yeah. there's a possibility, right? In the... Um, in, 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 in the infinite... Uh, uh, human instrumentality project, like, uh, yep. like worlds... Yep. There's a there's a there's a world where you watch it again and then yep. you do like it. Uh yeah. it's not impossible, but it, you know, it could be unlikely, but it's not impossible. Uh but I well, yeah. Um while we're stopped down, I want to get Heather's thoughts, but uh, uh code uh, uh it looks like it's I'm I'm reading the the katakana here, uh which I I like to show off that I can do. It's a uh, kodo giasu. So I think it's 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 code gias. I think it's yeah. Kodo Giasu. I think we've covered we we did talk about this. We we've done this before. We've done this before. Yeah. This in whole the, pronunciation journey, yes. In the, this this Giyasu. is a rebuild of that conversation. And also strangely thematically consistent with what we are watching. Also true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh I I would like to talk about what I've been weaving because yes. I had a big weeb week. Oh. Uh, first off, finished The Witch from Mercury. Wow. Uh, wow. Excellent final episode. Um, gave me goosebumps. Is it a final, final episode, or is there going to be more? Do you know? It, it, I think it's done. Felt like a finale. Okay. It, yeah, it definitely feels like a finale. It feels like a single season that was broken into two parts. Got it. T- TBH. Um, but it was, uh, it was great. Uh, I, um, it is not my favorite Gundam series, but... It was enjoyable all the way through. And now I'm going to return to the Universal Century timeline. I believe my next Gundam show is Gundam 91. Uh, and then uh, I, I think I've only got like two more series left until I've watched the entire Universal Century. Wow. Um, to celebrate finishing up Ariel. I'm sorry, to f- finishing up 
which from Mercury, I went to a Japanese snack shop, which actually was not, it, it's not, that that's selling it wrong. There is a snack shop here in Amsterdam, which sells American snacks, American foods, and then an assortment of Japanese snacks, mm. which is something that I've seen at a lot of the American grocery stores here is you'll have like all of the cereals you could ever want because they're, you know, like that's an American thing. Then you get your like Kit Kats and your Snickers bars. You get the only place in town that you can get a can of pumpkin is at these candy shops. So if you want to make pumpkin pie or pumpkin bread, because they don't have pumpkin here, um, you'll also usually get a small selection of... Uh, cream of chicken soup and cream of onion soup from like Campbell's because those are also very American. This right. shit, that shit ain't candy. That's soup. <laughs> um, Great point. But, but then you'll also have a small section of Japanese snacks. And at the store I went to, they had the Witch from Mercury chips, which are just called Ariel. And oh. it was the best chip I've ever had in my life. Wow. What kind I've of what's the flavor? So there are two different flavors. I only got one of the flavors. I got roasted corn and it was fucking spectacular. It tastes like if you grilled corn on the cob at a barbecue and you took it off the grill and you ate it. Incredible. Yeah. It's like a charred corn taste. But it's a potato chip. But it it's not a it's not like any chip I've ever had either. It has Okay structure it is imagine that you took like a a single layer of like a checks you know like how checks are yeah. like kind of a three-dimensional like grid on top of each other so like take one layer of those checks that's sort of like that consistency and then layer it like a croissant okay so there's many layers on this chip and it is a three-dimensional puff that you put in your mouth it has like crunch all the way through and is light as a feather and tastes like roasted corn. So it is a corn chip or is it a potato chip? I don't know what it is. Mm. It is so processed that it is beyond. Yeah. I see two flavors. Okay. I see one that looks like it has like an, a picture of an onion on it, like an onion dip sort of situation chip. Okay. And the other one looks like it, it says cheddar cheese. But I see mm. the puff. You do see the puffs. Yeah, I'm looking well, at these. I'm seeing the puffs. Well, there are, there. Are, yeah, there's, mul- so there, there are a corn snack. Okay. There are multiple. I see this one that has, they're showing me four here. Um, yeah. Four variants. But yeah, the aerial brand they, of Japanese corn chips. Yeah. They are, do you see how strange they are as a chip? Yeah, they. They look like they're, Frito style, like hard, they are not. They are light as a feather. Did you ever have? Yeah, they look like Doritos 3D. Yeah, they kind of look like Doritos 3D. They're very, they're they're a lot lighter than Doritos 3D. Wow, lighter than that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to try these fuckers. They're fantastic. Really, really good chip. So that was the second weaving I did, and then the third and final weaving I did was I went to the anime specific store here in um Amsterdam called the Otaking. And the Otaking 
uh, from Google Maps, I thought it was going to be like Gundam models and T-shirts. And no, it is only a capsule, like a gotcha, a gotcha pond store. Uh, oh, wow. And it has several rows of gachapon, which apparently are being updated in conjunction with the Akihabara gachapon, because these are brand new gacha for like mm-hmm. new series. Uh, you go and you trade in your uh, your money for tokens, effectively, because they're, they're, nobody has yen. So they've got like a, a token system. And I got uh, a, a bunch of gachapon. I got like 10 gachapon. Um, but the ones I focused on were Gundam Gachapon model kits. So they are mm. the little balls filled with full racks of like the the way that you build a Gundam model kit with those racks of parts where you need to use tools and clip them out and then assemble. Yeah. I I thought it was going to be like a snap together kit that just was in a ball. But instead it is a full Gunpla model kit that I can't put together until I get back to America because I don't have my tools. So you need your tools. I need my tools. So it was a good. It was oh, a good oh, week. Oh, oh, oh. I'm glad you had a good week, Heather. I put in the uh, the chat. There's an ad. For the witch from Mercury Chips. If we want to watch that. Uh? <laughs> dun 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 dun. Burr, burr, burr. America's favorite snitch. Um, okay, let me, let me pull this up real quick. <laughs> how was he? How that, that's just the most amazing thing that he's alive. You would think that if you snitch on a cocaine ring, you're not long for this world. And not no, only he that, clean and became a huge movie star. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> he was like, not only I'll become the most famous man in the '90s, <laughs> the, fa- the most famous man who's not Michael Jordan. Like he was yes. like infallible. Yeah. He could have done anything. Uh, and everyone would be right. like, "Let's go." Okay, let's let's watch this chip. Come yeah, on, I don't know what this is, but here we go. This commercial looks like postcards. Just clips of the anime with a bunch of chip clips. I mean, it's a fun ad. I wish we had ads like this in America. The closest we get is when they would do those... um, Simpsons Butterfinger ads. Oh yeah, but I remember. But I know this. This from what I I watched uh, some of the first se- the first season of this, and it seemed a lot more, a lot less comedic in tone than this ad. Seems like it's the stakes are pretty serious for a lot of it. I don't know. Heather would know better. Just because it's serious doesn't mean you don't have time to have a little snack. Great point, Matt. All right, let's talk about the melancholy of Harui Suzumiya because we are continuing. With our Endless 8 series, Endless 8, 4, and 5 are on the table. Uh, I mean, let's get into it. So I watched these episodes one at a time and then both at the same time. Interesting. Just like I did last week. Yeah. Uh, because I do want, I, I'm, I'm, 
a little bit, I, I really want to double check and make sure that none of the footage is reused. Mm-hmm. And it is not reused. I I can't I cannot wrap my head around this project. I can't I cannot wrap my head around telling a your 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 animation studio, hey, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna reanimate this episode over and over again. Like the feeling of working on the show must have been similar to the feeling that the characters are enduring while while being inside the show. Yes. It is a very strange prison. Uh, and the more I watch these episodes, the more intense horror I feel on behalf of Yuki. Because once you're once you, the 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 audience, is on your fifth, fourth, fifth version of this fifth, fifth reiteration of this episode, when you when you linger on Yuki. You're like, oh my God, she is experiencing what I'm experiencing, but from the inside. And for yes. 400, 594 years. She's she's not the protagonist, but she kind of like, it, it, she become, effectively becomes the audience surrogate because she's the only one with a clear memory of what's going on. And there, this is also a... In these episodes, we we jump ahead a little bit. Like we we got the some of the loops. Uh, two of the past loops were in sequence, right? It was like fifteen thousand four to ninety eight and fifteen thousand four to ninety nine. Now we jump ahead a little in time to uh, fifteen thousand five hundred thirteen and fifteen thousand five hundred twenty one. Right. So it's like again, you know, two weeks are covered by each of these loops, and. Keon's like thought process is just advancing just like a like a little bit with each of these. Yeah. It's just a little bit more of crystallization of of like something's off here. We are looping. I need to figure out how to stop this. Uh and so yeah, you're it's it's a lot of time is passing uh for Yuki. I I also the first so the first of the two episodes we watched today, you get a moment where, because it's not until late in the, ep- like, let's see, it's 12, 13, 14, and we're on 15 and 16, right? So in episode 13, which is the first loop that we are exposed to where Kion is like something weird is happening, he doesn't really get that sense until the end of the episode. Whereas here, he picks up the phone and he's like, I think I know what Haruhi's going to say. So you feel, yeah, you feel this, like, this change, like, single sand moments in an hourglass. Like, it is such minuscule change in an episode that is completely reanimated. And this 15th episode is very, very visually similar to K-On, their other big, gigantic, uh, Kiro, Kiro Animation's big, huge hit. Um, I've also noticed in watching them side by side that the modeling is different for the characters themselves. Like it's clear that there are different teams assigned to these episodes. Mm, interesting. Um, so I don't, I, I don't know, but yeah, this is a, this is, <laughs> we, our, our differences inside of the plot in this episode is that um 
usually when Haruhi introduces Kion to two kids she met at the pool, they're both mm-hmm. girls. This time one of them's a boy. Uh, Yuki wears a bikini. So also it's fascinating. Anytime you see Yuki make a slightly different choice, you can see her like limited will coming through. Like she chooses a different mask each time. She sits in different locations when she's having her quiet moments. Uh, like you you get the the shape of what she's trying to change without being able to change anything. Um, right. Th- things though, like the the swimsuits and the yukata, and the yukata is where Harui is like, because like I pick them out. Yeah. Makes me think though that they're all different. It's like, is she changing reality so they just have different clothes that are in their drawers? You know what I mean? Like it's like almost like 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 the swimsuit that because they because everyone is wearing something different each time. Yeah. It's not just Yuki. No. I don't know. It's um, it's it's horrifying. We mm-hmm. talked about this last week that that seeing a Groundhog Day from the perspective of people who aren't Bill Murray, but have a limited awareness that they're in a Groundhog Day is torturous. Right. Um, I wish I wish I knew what the discussions were internally when they were making this. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, you kind of want some crew interviews and and some behind the scenes footage of just like what it was like and how they figured out how to vary up the shot selection each time and the blocking and 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 how at what point they got fucking they themselves started to feel tormented by, you know, this prison they'd built. You get more uh sort of numerology symbolism in these two episodes of like infinity symbols and the number eight, mm-hmm. uh, you get like um, you you get like a visual motif of repeating stuff. Like yes. at the end of the sixteenth episode, uh, you get three moments where uh, Kion is like, "I have to change this. I have to change this. I have to change this." You also get this moment where the characters are in a caged, like. childhood park tilt-a-whirl thing. Mm -hmm, They're inside of a cage and Haruhi just keeps spinning it and spinning it and spinning it. Um, You also get in in that episode, in the second of these two loops, an Eva reference. Because uh, Kion uh, is uh, baking alive in his fucking costume while they're doing their part-time job and he says, you know, now I know what it was like for Unit Zero. Oh, yeah. To get hit by that beam, uh, which is great because it also means that Eva is so, Evangelion is so like, uh, it's so big that it permeates multiverses. Like, you can't be a kid Kion's age and not know what Eva is or it would be less familiar a, a, a reality. Yeah, I mean, I'm reading I'm reading Stephen King's Cujo right now, and it's interesting because it was, like, written in the early 1980s, and so, like, there's a kid character. The kid is just playing with Star Wars toys, and he just has, like, he just has, like, actual Star Wars characters as toys. And it, like, help like, to your point, it helps the reality that he's just, like, he his favorite character is Greedo, and he's playing with his Greedo action figure. Um, it, it Okay, so can, can I take a step back? Sure. I, I don't want to derail you too much, but like the past two episodes, which we talked about last week, 
I was like, this is awesome. And I was really on board with it. Watching these two, especially watching Endless 8 5, <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, come on. Because there's such it, the, the progress that's made it becomes so incremental that it's like, are we really going to do the exact same beats of like, she's going to say, I want to try goldfish scooping again. And like, this is, we know their realities where they didn't go goldfish scooping, but we're not going to see that one. This is another one. We're got, we know their realities. We had a different part-time jobs. We're not going to see those. We're still going to see the one where they're wearing mascot suits, handing out balloons. Um, and and then and then that that we got to like it's like the end of the the episode, I believe it was endless eight three, uh, episode fourteen where Keon is like I need I know there's something I need to do it's like, but I'm not sure what it is to stop Haruhi. We really get two more episodes where he has the exact same beat, like he doesn't like get to the like wait I know what it is I gotta you know like that does not advance he's still trapped in the same state you cannot advance um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I kind of reached the point where it's like, I get what you're doing, but now I am a viewer and frustrated, and maybe that's what I'm supposed to be experiencing. But well, that's well, what I—that's what I feel. The, so, as we know, people don't. It, the first season of Haruhi Suzumiya is so good that it's like, why is this basically evacuated from anime pop culture? People don't yeah. really talk about Haruhi anymore, and it was. At one point, the biggest show on the fucking planet. Mm -hmm. And I think, Nick, what you were experiencing is what I experienced when uh, in, in 2009 when I was watching this. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be honest, knowing what I was going to do to myself and watch it again... I also was like, is this going to be compelling podcasting? Right. Because I was worried I was worried that we wouldn't have anything to talk about. But I do think that any of the feelings that you're having specifically about this these episodes, you should vocalize hugely. Because otherwise I'm gonna be like, hey. In this episode, there was a, although that would have been funny if I just stuck to it the entire time. Like, I was like, no, guys, you, wait till the next one. Wait till the next Did one. Did a full screen, yeah. scene by scene recap. Because, I mean, I, <laughs> when I was, when I was watching these, I sat down and I watched them and, you know, I know what's going on. <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I was, I was strapped in to see how these two might be a little different than the previous <laughs> ones. But to Nick's point, the fact that they're both basically the exact same, right. which is very but, slight differences, different clothing. Fully reanimated. Yes. And <laughs> so I will insane. say, but in the first one, in the first one of these two, in, in four, yeah. at the very least, I felt like the realization of like what's going on felt a little stronger and like when he goes and specifically talks to Yuki and is like why did I do that yes <laughs> yeah yeah like right, that's yeah. at least pretty strong and I was like okay like something's different like he's starting to actually feel um uh 
an awareness of like what actually is going on and the fact that he was sort of calling out the things that were happening before they were happening and to that effect his little sister as well was like i think this is going to be a home run or whatever like uh and or whatever sport she was watching i can't remember mm-hmm. uh it would have been a home run because i think that's the, the summertime sport um but when she like so she's also in this loop in the same way that everybody is but um yeah. I guess I thought we would, yeah, get closer to figuring out how to stop this. Because, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead. Right. I haven't seen ahead. I have a thought about what needs to be done. <laughs> <laughs> I think I solved it. But then I'm watching this fucking idiot like get what I think told specifically what to do. Yes. And then when it gets to that point, he's like, oh, God, what the hell do I do? Right? But, but right. Th- I would 100%. Yeah, because it seems like it's spoon-fed to you, but I think you're also, as the viewer, supposed to feel the frustration of Yuki where it's like, wait, now we know. We know what to do, but he doesn't know because he's experiencing this for the first time absent some vague feelings of deja vu. Yeah, and she can't say anything about it because it's she her can't say anything. job to observe. Exactly. Yes. Because he has to tell Haruhi he loves her, right? Like, I don't want to... Well, I mean, we're going to find out. We're going to find out, but I think that's what he has to do. Because, like, that's the ultimate summer thing. You do all these summer activities, summer goes on, you know, oh, we spent all this time together, we spent the entire summer together. This was the most epic summer of all time. What could be better than this? How about a summertime kiss? Mm. And, or, you know, a summer romance. Uh, Sure. But... He needs to fucking. He's 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 not seen Memento, my man. Like write shit down, dude. Right? Like like that's a little different, he's, I guess. But yeah, he's he's in a completely different reality again. Right. Like I don't think he has notes that he can pass to N- himself. Nothing can nothing no. can carry over because like. No, it's not like the lake house where he can put a letter in his mailbox and it's going to be there. It also is funny because it really makes you wish it was understand. If God were to exist, how powerless we would be. Like, yeah. we could just be in a loop forever. And God would be like, This is great. I'm having a blast. <laughs> yeah. And once you acknowledge, once you know that God is doing this, then you become like, and you know they're all powerful. You're like, well, I cannot do anything to defy this person. Yeah. Because there's really, there's no way to resist their will. And it's not like you could be like, okay, well, this will start again. I'll get to be in my early 20s again and do it differently. Like, you might not. Like, like it'll be the exact same is, is what the, uh, the example here is. Um, yeah, you might get turned into a jack-in-the-box and sent to a cornfield. <laughs> How about take me to Jack in the Box? How about that? Hey, man, I'd be into that. <laughs> but there was some like interesting visual stuff in in these that I don't know if that's going to play out in a in a, in a future episode. Um, there's the uh, the the like the model plane image in the first one in sure. in, in four, but then in five there's this wide shot when they're on the roof or something. 
and you're on this wide they're on this wide for like a long time and i don't know if this is i can't remember if this is present in any of the other ones but i was just more focused on it because i had seen the paper plane or the drawing of the plane uh so um like so much in the previous one but there's an airplane that is just very patiently just going across the entire sky mm-hmm. while they're talking and i was just like stuck on that because i was like this seems significant only because there it feels like i'm supposed to be looking at it but i don't know why or if that was a choice or if it was just me trying to find something different uh than than what i had previously seen but i was really stuck on that plane in the second one and just watching it go across the the screen yeah it's there's all sorts of imagery like that there's also like you know there's there's a moment when Kion is like poolside and Heather touched on this earlier and and Yuki is just like kind of crouched next to like a a plant or something and and he's just like looking at her's like what is this like what is she doing what is she thinking like what is going on here why am I exp- what am I experiencing right now like he's just like kind of unclear and that feels new so they like there's like moments that feel fresh in each of them but then also it's just like ninety percent of it are the exact same <laughs> beats just presented visually differently yeah and with. Sl- slightly different dialogue and i even was at the point where i was like can the late night phone call just come from koizumi once can it just be him calling (laughs) Mm -hmm. just to mix it up just so it's not mikuru like crying on the phone the exact same way each time um yeah i don't know it it it, it, this this was the point where like it kind of lost me and started driving me bananas (laughs) i uh particularly episode five i never because of this experience I have I have never seen the Haruhi movie. Wow. Which is I I think to my knowledge I've never seen the Haruhi movie which is built off of this part of the series. Wow. Like it you need to have experienced this in order to understand the film apparently. And so I, I'm really excited to see that movie with you guys because I really don't think I've seen it. I think I think The Endless Eight broke me. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I also can't, like, we can see on Crunchyroll that this, this sequence has an end. Right. But yes. when these episodes were coming out each week, and it was just called Endless Eight over and over again. And I was like, does it mean eight days? Like, is it just like literally this is literally the end of the show is just going to be this? And then I was like, is that compelling to me? Is the, the Evangelion part of my brain tickled by this? Where right. I'm like, okay, okay, sure. But also like... Like you, Nick, and and like you, Matt, you have to watch the entire episode to see if or where the development is, which is maddening. And it's the kind of thing where you'd be craving discourse before that was as, you know, omnipresent as it is. Like it wasn't this was this would have been pre-YouTube or very early YouTube, right? It's like that wasn't like someone was was posting 
uh, recaps showing everything you might have missed in this week's Haruhi uh, Suzumiya. It's not like there you you were you obviously didn't have like Reddit or Twitter or anything like that. Like all the discourse you were look you were gonna have is like maybe a pinned thread on like Neo Gaff off topic off yeah. topic. So it's like it's it, it wasn't like you had like a bunch of critical analysis you could deep dive into and sort of try to wrap your head around or or, or a bunch of places to theorize. You were just like right. Waiting a week. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's 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 so bold that they did this. I mean, I kind of love that they, they did it like just as a project, but just as a viewer, I will say it gets exhausting and um <laughs> yes. and frustrating, legitimately frustrating to watch. <laughs> I've watched But maybe that's what you're supposed to experience. I yeah, I mean you're supposed to be it also it it's the first season you spend all your time sort of admiring how blasé Kion is. And I think right. this sequence makes you angry at him. Yes, right, right. Why You're, don't you care more? Why yeah. aren't you doing more? Um, Like, please actualize, buddy. I need you to do something. I, ne- I need you to do something in that scene uh, or I'm going to go crazy. And also, I don't... I don't know if I have the stamina because I watched each of these twice this week, mm-hmm. once on their own and then once side by side because I was like, oh, maybe they did reuse some of this. No, it's not. None of it's reused. No. Yeah. It's so crazy. Nothing like this exists. Yeah. It's a wild thing to do. Nothing like th- nothing. There's nothing, nothing akin to this. It's. Just as fucking crazy. Just as resource allocation. I'm just like, I just cannot the 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 clout you'd have to have to be able to be like, hey, let's we're going to like this was like live action. And you're like, hey, we're going to shoot this exact thing eight times. But everyone's going to have different wardrobe. We're going to have different blocking, um, slightly different dialogue. People just be like, what are you what? What are you talking about? <laughs> and then it's just so much more work to animate, which I think is probably a point we've we've made in the past. But whatever. The, the nature of this thing is that it's going to lead us to repeat ourselves. And uh, but, but they're yes, also not that, slacking. Like they're not slacking. You know what no. I mean? Like it looks no great shortcuts. every time. Well, okay. So Heather, what you were saying about Keon, it's like, yeah, you get frustrated with him as a viewer in terms of his character because he he says like, if she goes right now, we're going to repeat the next two weeks. The, these same two weeks again. But he's like, but I don't know what to do. And so he just watches her go. And you watch him do that like at least three different times by now, by our point. And you know he's done it for the something thousandth time. And you're just like, I cannot imagine being in a situation where like, wait, oh, hold on. We're a uh, time loose about to start again unless I do something. But I don't know what to do, so yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like that's in, that in itself is insane. That he takes no action because yes. he's just not sure, ensuring that he is going to experience a time loop. I would try to stay up. Like, you know what I mean? I would try that I'd once. Try to do something, yeah. Like, I would try to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. The fact that he's just like at the end of his last day and it's just like, eh, whatever. Like, he's sort yeah. of like, uh, whatever, like throughout the rest of the series. And it's like kind of like a funny, uh, yeah. or, you know, it's part of his charm. But now the fact that he's acting like this every time, I want to beat his ass. Like, I want him to, like, do something. <laughs> as far as he goes, is like, I'm not going to do my homework, you know. 
Like he's just like, yeah, I guess it doesn't matter if I do my homework or not. It's just like that that level of apathy is yeah staggering. Yeah, it's it it's it's like maybe 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 it was a call to action for the audience. Maybe what Kyoto Animation is saying here is, hey. If you're this kind of person that just goes with the flow and never ever yeah. voices their own wants, yeah. you need to change. And maybe this this being bombarded by these episodes is supposed to encourage um a catharsis in us to mm. do something with our lives as opposed to just repeating the same loops over and over again. But what a what a wild way to it's it is so many hours. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a lot. Like it's the resources of a two and a half hour film dedicated to the same script over and over again, roughly. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so crazy. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe it'll change next week. Maybe there's a maybe there's like a thing. Don't do that to me. It could. I I like that the one thing I one thing I do like is that in the when the scenes where they go to a movie, it's a different movie each time. Yeah. That's a fun detail. Yeah. I mean, it's a different everything each time, just slightly. And you know that it's like Haruhi is just like I've already seen that movie. Or at least that's my that's what I infer. Yeah, that she's like I I, I want to see a different movie this time because I saw the other one last time we looped. Do we? Yeah. That's an interesting thought. Do you think? I mean, because she's acting like she's acting sort of like brand new every time. Like she's not really acting one way or the other. Like she's like in on the loop. Do you think it's possible that she wished for this to happen? And then also forgot she did it, and then wishes it again every time. Ent- entirely possible. Yeah. I think there's also like Kozumi kind of says something of like it's possibly unconscious. Yeah, like she doesn't know that she's doing it. Like just her general feeling of unsatis of being unsatisfied at the end. Yeah, kind of wills this loop into existence. I um, I, I think she doesn't know that she's done it because if mm-hmm. she knows that she's capable of doing these things then that breaks the reality and it resets everything. Right. So I think that in the same way that she doesn't know that she's created aliens and time travelers and everything, she doesn't know she's done this loop. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Oof. It's just, yeah, it's... I hope in the next two, at least one thing happens. <laughs> just one. Well, okay. We we haven't talked about this, but I'm wondering: should we watch? Should we do the next three on the next episode? Should we watch six, seven, and eight? Oh. I think that that I think that's a great idea, Nick. Okay. And I wasn't gonna suggest it on my own because I needed you to to take action. I needed you to say something needs wow. to change. <laughs> wow. Because I, 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 I also think that if we, because then uh, if we don't do that, then eight will be will be at the paired with another episode, and mm-hmm. I feel like we probably might want to talk about the whole yeah. thing once we've seen all of it. So maybe so, we do those next three next. Okay. Week. Yeah, we'll do the next three next week, and then return to our two episodes a week viewing order, 
and we'll finish it up with the movie. There we go. I don't. I I got nothing else to say here, guys. I've got. I don't. I don't know what. <laughs> I'm not gonna recap. Um, there was a what? There's a paper. This was interesting to me. So there's a paper in the cemetery. Uh, when they go do their test of courage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Which is uh, on the ground. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it says, uh, it says SOS Brigade and then a bunch of Japanese. And when I watched the fan sub, that piece of paper wasn't translated. So I was like, wait, what the fuck? What? What was that? Was that it? Is that what he's supposed to do? But instead, it's just it's a piece of paper that says this is where you place the doll that you have as proof that you did the the test of courage. Um, and that's it. Like, it's not more significant. Some, it's not some code to get him out of the loop. Whew. Um, I really liked I, I'd also like to shout out. I really liked the end of episode 16 the shot of a clock where the camera is rotating okay yes absolutely yeah that's cool that's a cool shot love that fucking shot and that the room it, it's is from, rotating yeah it's 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 a basically a pov shot from the second hand and the frame is is clocking perspectives uh, it's uh, the camera is rolling with each tick, and it looks really cool. I've never seen that shot before. Yeah, I've never seen that shot. Like a lot of yeah, yeah, I've never seen that shot. Uh, which I guess that is part of the creative bottleneck of these episodes is that at some point you're like, what else can we do? Yeah, I know. Let's rotate the entire room like we're on a clock. Different brigade members each time. Yep, they'll ride the bike in different configurations. Yeah, you know they, they find they find ways to mix up the formula. There's maybe something to just okay if you think of Haruhi as a despot. If you think of her as like okay, she is this all powerful authoritarian ruler. Like everyone else's sort of reactions are kind of like how you cope with living under that regime, right? Yeah, and it's like. Uh, Koizumi is like an enabler. He just sort of like, okay, yeah, sure. Every we'll just give her everything she wants. So we just kind of like, you know, to keep the peace. Um, uh, Kion basically completely withdraws and is just sort of like, I'll just whatever. I'll just go along with whatever I'm told. Uh, and then you know, Yuki is like the observer, and then Mikuru, uh, Mikuru just is completely like just broken as a human being, just like living under these rules and just is completely. It's it's. It's just everyone is just kind of like, this is how I'm going to muddle through this reality where I have no control. Um, and yeah, this is the most, you know, extreme. This 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 run of, of time loop episodes is the most extreme example of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, yeah, these are these are kind of breaking me, but um, we'll see what happens with the next the next three and we'll, we'll cap it off. I wonder if I can watch all three of them. I uh, Yeah, I can. I have I have a second device, so I wow. can watch all three of them simultaneously after I do my watch down of them individually. Wow! Well, there you go. So, the the next three episodes we will watch will be 
Oh, why did I close my tab with my outline? Why are you dipshit? 17, 18, and 19. Thank you, Heather. 17, 18, and 19, uh, a.k.a. Endless 8, uh, what I assume is 6, 7, and 8. We will watch those next week. Uh, but right now, last week, we watched Endless 8, 2, and 3, <laughs> a.k.a. episodes 13 and 14. I'm trying to get keep these all straight in my brain. We got some of your credit. It, some credits. We go, we're going to give you some credit for your comments if they're good. Because we got some of them <laughs> here in the chain reactions of Harui Suzumiya colon Blue Talk. Blue Talk. Blue, Blue Talk. Blue what talk. if what if we did start Blue Talk ranking the comments? Blue 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 <laughs> <Top, laughs> yeah, we have a top comment every yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was seven. Fun. That was the seven two. You know, that one's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, like we're IGN. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, uh, not enough words in that comment. I'm going to give that a, a three. Yeah. Uh, but, but also, everything's weighted on like nothing go, gets below a six. That's no. like the bottom of our scale. Yeah, exactly. Because and then we try to pretend that there's some sort of disparity between a, a like a seven point seven and a seven point eight. Like right. we can somehow ob- like uh, objectively quantify that. And here's the thing: mm-hmm. you can buy a good score on your comment. You can buy we are we're corrupt we're corrupt game journalists at our core so you can buy a good score. As as a counterpoint, I will be calling all scores zero so that I can set <laughs> <laughs> so I can set the baseline properly. What even is a comment? Like you know what I mean like that kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> uh here we go. This first one is from uh, uh Chris Clatterbuck and they write I Clatterbuck I'm weaving these Dutch seagulls <laughs> with these threatening Dutch seagulls. That's what the, uh, that's what they're weaving. Last episode, wow. when I couldn't decide if they were coming from the podcast or real life, they were making me nuts. But now I'm fully invested in their violent family narrative. Please keep us posted, Heather. Any uh, any seagulls updates? Well, so it has been unseasonably cold mm-hmm. in Holland for the last uh, few wow. weeks. Um, so my windows are closed. It was. Uh, unseasonably hot, like we had days in the 90s, which you don't fucking have here at all. And now it has been winter jacket cold for weeks. <laughs> wow. So, so uh, I have not seen the seagulls. I wonder if they are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if uh, if I if I see them again, I'll, I'll throw them in the chat. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do have a question for you. I forgot. Uh, to, I can't believe I haven't asked you this this whole time you've uh, you've been uh, in Holland. Um, so, like the town, like where Amsterdam is pretty small, right? And you so like people recognize you, people see you around a lot. Do you do you ever see gold member walking around? My he might have been saying something like I love gold. Yeah, it's kind of like how he's like kind of like a recognizable. He has like a weird skin thing. Um, so and like a huge off, bulge. I, <laughs> it's okay. yes or no. So have you seen him or not? <laughs> the questions I have include: Does Matt think I'm now inside of fiction? Does is that what he thinks, or does Matt not know when he sees fiction that it isn't taking place? Like, does Matt think Luigi's Mansion mm. happened? Um, well, he made that house look really nice, so I would imagine his hard work did certainly pay off, didn't it? 
Uh, I had gold member's real name, Johan Vandersmut. Yeah, maybe you know him as Johan. No, I don't. I don't. I've not. I have not seen that movie since I've been here, which is why I haven't seen him in Amsterdam. Wow. Mm. Well, keep us posted. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm just buried in the Wikipedia page for Austin Powers. Oh, man, it's so easy for you that to happen to you. I know. Um, This one's from Kirik. Hi, Kirik. I forgot Fat Bastard becomes a sumo wrestler. That was a big trailer moment. That's right. Uh, And then, yeah, I mean, look. No need to discuss the three perfect films in the Austin Powers (laughs) trilogy, okay? Uh, <laughs> uh, they're all they're all funny, um, and uh, I'm going to choose to not look back. Um, Kirik writes, "I just realized you're covering Endless Eight in August. Hmm, mm, we, it lined up perfectly, didn't it? It kind of oh, almost works out. Oh, and now I'm scared. Through eight thirty one, is it releasing in that span? Yeah, I think so. I think wow. the last, uh, yeah, kind of." Ish. I, I'm going to say yeah. It, without it'll looking. conclude, I think, in that range. I have a Google sheet right in front of me. Uh, let's see here. Guys, I don't, uh, don't yeah. want to freak you out. I it don't want to freak you out. But this is so well planned that our final Endless 8 record, the record, not the release, but the record, will happen on the day that the episode takes place. Or it was... was uh, um broadcast that's wild i'm i'm freaking out yeah that's really freaking me out yeah that's weird (laughs) i'm scared if it happens if it because we haven't gotten to there yet right in time if we get there in time and it all starts over again i'm gonna be freaking pissed but yeah. you but here's the thing is that we wouldn't we could be in that state right now we just wouldn't know it. You know, this could be like the 15,000th loop of this whole sequence what's, of events. What's worse? Mhm. Learning that you were in a time loop or fearing you might be. Right? Like mm. The thought of I think, that you could I be? I think fearing you might be is worse, because I think <laughs> learning aftermath, you're just sort of like, oh, my God, that's insane. Yeah, but not knowing if the next day, every time, is going to start over. <laughs> I guess yeah. you'd catch on that it's not happening, yeah. but you, then you don't know how big the loop is, do you? And your friend's like, we, yeah, we on, on like the, you know, I was like kind of the big, the main guy in the loop. So like, you know, like the 300th loop, uh, I, we like hooked up. You're like, whoa, wait a what? What? Get me to that loop. <laughs> I can uh I can try a, a Nick and Matt style joke. Uh-huh. In Chicago, we were always in the loop. That's good. I've only been there one time, so I don't understand. <laughs> there's a there's an area of, of the city. It's called the loop. Called the loop. I like that big bean. Nobody likes that. <laughs> I think it's cool. Uh, this next one is from Rin Manzano. Hi, Rin. Hi, Rin. What's up, Rin? 
As a first-time watcher, I appreciate that these set of episodes are really, in a meta sense, making the viewer go through the experience of boredom Haruhi felt at the beginning of Season 1 due to a lack of major variation of main events between these two episodes. Can't wait to see where this rabbit hole goes, and I'm especially happy that I can just let Crunchyroll auto... And I'm especially happy that I can just let Crunchyroll autoplay to the next episode for the next couple of weeks without watching outside of broadcast order. Yeah, yeah that th- is that is nice. It's too bad there's not a button to do that yeah. <laughs> on Crunchyroll where you could just press the button. Would be nice. I think if the three great? of if they would let the three of us get in there, we could make a really good Crunchyroll app. Yeah, they take our notes. I don't know if they'd listen, but it would be nice if we could kind of like, here, here's what needs to happen. I mean, we're the premier anime podcast. Right. It's true. Maybe if like you kind of just group, like let's say someone is speaks English, they probably want the like the English dub and then the Japanese language track with English subtitles kind of grouped together so you can just like toggle between them. And, you know, they may be... Uh, don't need like the Finnish dub to like mm-hmm. go between those two for some reason. Yeah, maybe don't need separate seasons for every single language track. Like that sort of stuff is very confusing. Uh, it could maybe like not like look like shit. Like that would be great. Yeah, if, like it wasn't like ugly. And I think if you press play, um, it should they should play. That would be great. That sort of functionality. And if you press a button, like, to go to the next, like, you're looking at a menu where it's a bunch of little squares of uh, episodes. If you click the button, it should move as you move it, not a second after you've pressed it a second time, so then it moves twice. (laughs) I am having the opposite Crunchyroll experience right now because I am so grateful. Here's why I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. For For the first couple of... Well, for the first month and a half that I was in the Netherlands, I was using my computer to play anime Mm -hmm. uh, and then hooking that up into a dongle, which then I hooked up into an HDMI cable, which then I hooked up into this apartment where I'm staying, their television. And it was a clunky process where I would have to drag or mirror my my Crunchyroll screen in order to get it to play on 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 the big television. And then recently, I remembered that my PlayStation has Crunchyroll in it. And my PlayStation is normally hooked up to the television. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And unlike my computer, I don't have to walk across the room in order to press play or pause. If I need to like write down a note, I can press something on the controller. So I started watching Crunchyroll on my PlayStation and it is so great. Oh, wow. (laughs) so easy to just press play or pause that I I feel like I've had a journey from what felt like the old days of anime with digital fan subs and like HDMI dongles to get something onto your television. And now I'm just pressing a button and it's so great. So I'm in a place of gratitude. That's where I I am. I wish my experience with the PlayStation Crunchyroll mirrored yours because mine just like doesn't work. So that's the <laughs> issue I run into. The Sony platform on Sony hardware just like does not function. 
Um, but I, but yes, I do. I, like there isn't it. There is a, there is a thing of like, okay, this, this catalog of content, which you used to have to fucking torrent to try to find, you know, um, is now just like streaming. That is nice. So yeah, that's, you know, that's a great optimistic perspective. Glass half full, they say. Yeah. Not right now until next week. <laughs> uh, let's read a couple more of these. Uh, this next one's from Eddard88. Hi, Eddard. Hey, Eddard. Hello, Eddard. It sounds like the pitcher in the baseball game on TV during the opening scene is getting better with each episode. First ep, pitching lousy, fans are upset. Second ep, pitching good. Third ep, pitching great and crowd is cheering. Will he eventually strike out the batter in the, by the last ep? Is his subconscious repeating the same game over and over, making his pitch game stronger? That's a really funny background detail. Great observation. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's that that comment gets an eight point three. Yeah, because like everybody is experiencing deja vu, and yes. you know, like being able to sort of act on things a little bit before they happen. I know, I know. Bring the bike, right? Like that type type of thing. Uh, but if the baseball player is like, oh, I know that this guy's gonna hit my ball i'm gonna throw it a different way and he's getting better that's really funny it also implies that he has a greater awareness of the loop than kyon or any of these idiots (laughs) (laughs) well because he's active he's doing something like oh fuck Mm -hmm. okay yesterday i didn't win the game for my team yeah today i can throw the ball he's he's super meat boying the Mm. world (laughs) whereas kyon and the and these idiots are just like Along on a lazy river. Yeah. Good observation, Eddard. We love we love that. Um, this next one is from Kevin Ela, and, and they write, "Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. What's up, Ela? Oh, last name basis, cool. Um, they write, ah, <laughs> and just a lot of laughing." Uh, oh man, this is gonna rule! Ha 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 ha! <laughs> also a good comment. Yeah, really, really good. Um, and finally, from MK. Hi MK. We've, hi MK. MK, I know Mortal Kombat, but this is more like Mortal Comment. Okay, Nick, uh-huh. you have to take that on the road. That is really good. You think so? You think it be my opener? I think so. I might, you okay, might great. be able to open and close with it. All right, just so for, so for context, uh, hey, everyone, uh, great to be here at the uh, the Chuckle Hut in Toledo. Uh, just for context, just so everyone know, like, I have a podcast, and then on that podcast, people may leave comments, and one person who regularly leaves comments is called MK. So just know that going in, and Woo. then I'll just... Okay, yeah, all right, this guy knows what I'm talking about. Uh, hey, so uh, MK, I've heard of Mortal Kombat, more like Mortal Comment. Ah, ah, he's better than Carlin. Ah. <laughs> hey, sorry, but I, I, I gotta interrupt my set. My agent is calling. Uh, I've got a, I've got an NBC sitcom now. B movie two, B movie two. Uh yeah, I'm gonna parlay that into B movie two. Stung again. My- I'm a bit, I'm eventually gonna have like a dissociative personality that takes over during the podcast. That happened to somebody I know actually. It uh it was Goldmember. <laughs> with this with this weather and uh the unseasonable coolness in the Netherlands right now, Goldmember must be going around saying, I love cold. 
Yeah. He's like, you think my member's gold? Uh, actually, change that G to a C, my man. He's like, my skin's flying off. It's frozen solid. Sometimes I wonder how, <laughs> how you could process the audio of me screaming at the top of my lungs. Like the it, real yeah. top. Not enough filters. Uh, not enough. <laughs> uh, like what would that do to Matt as a producer? And then also how would the listener... I would be like, <laughs> I would be like Werner Herzog and be like, nobody should ever listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, MK's comment is really good. I'm telling you right Mortal now. Mortal comment. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Here's the thing. I did like it. <laughs> I'll call that back at the end of my set. Okay, that's good. Uh, MK writes... We've seen Asahina in various levels of distress across the episodes, but nothing hit me harder than her voice the first time she calls Keon. Props to the voice actress because it was legitimately upsetting. And I agree. It's a great it's a great performance. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. She's very much in distress. <laughs> yeah. It's not and enough she got dunked in the pool <laughs> or had a worm dunk, uh, dropped on her. Now she's aware of she's in some existential prison. And she can't return to the future, her home. I I don't know if it'll ever be answered in the series or the movie, but there's something about there's something very funny about Asahina being just like basically the the least well equipped person to be sent on a mission to the past. <laughs> yes. Like she's totally inept at everything and she's terrified uh by everything that happens. I wonder if because I don't remember if it's answered, but I wonder if it's the si a situation with like a loop paradox where mm. older Asahina comes back and is like, hey, you have to send me on these missions because I'm a very, very practiced and and uh, professional time traveler by the time I'm, I'm an adult. Oh, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, reminder, because we set this up earlier, but we are going to be covering three episodes next week. We're going to close out the Endless Eight arc, talking about episodes 17 through 19, parts 6, 7, and 8. So watch along with us. Or don't. Either way, we'll see you back here. Great, great stuff. A lot of great comments. And you know, we are ranking all of them. And it's that time of the episode where we have to rank the top comment of all the comments. And you know what? It's a tie. Oh. You all got zeros. <laughs> oh. All our commenters got animated. Wow. 